Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Music Biz Weekly Podcast, brought to you by the fine folks over at HypeBot.com. Thank you, Bruce, and everybody for everything you do for the show and for the music community. Um, So this week, I think we're going to put the spotlight on you this week, Jay. Okay. So you recently wrote an article for SoulTracks.com called The Five Basic Tips preparing to release new music. Right. Um, And, you know, we've kind of talked about some of these tips maybe over various episodes, but this is a really nice one-piece article, so to speak. And why don't you take us into this? Let's let's, let's dig into this. Okay. Well, this five basic tips um, feature is on soultracks.com. And if you haven't been to soultracks, check them out. Chris Rizek runs it. It's really cool. We've had him on the show. Um, I think that it's great because it's really kind of a high level thing about tips. It doesn't go into the minutia of it. And it's really for developing artists to kind of get a sense of different areas of the business. And I believe, Michael, you're, you're writing a piece uh, similar to this on another topic, which we can cover, you know, on a, on a future show. Um, but this one is, is called uh, The Five Basic Tips Preparing to Release New Music. And let's just kind of, you know, dig in. The first thing that uh, of these, uh, you know, five tips, the first one is the narrative. And we've talked about this a little bit before, but I can't overemphasize how important it is to have a strong narrative one of one of my favorite stories is you know i pulled it out and on the sleeve there was a big story on one side of the album and their logo on the other well most of that story was made up it wasn't true but that's not the point it gave a band that was a great rock band that didn't really have a history or a story yet. It gave them this narrative and there were rock publications that picked that up as though it was the truth and they were writing stories about it and they kind of laughed it off and had some fun with it. And I'm not suggesting that necessarily that you lie. Well, especially in this day and age, because with the internet, the truth can be discovered very, very quickly. Good point. You know, pre pre internet, there was no way for somebody to basically fact check, it, yeah. fact check stuff. So so yeah, you know, be very careful if you're going to embellish things. <laughs> well put. So a narrative if is really that two to three sentences about your band, your artistry, your release. And, and here's what you want. You want to make sure that everybody on your street team, and that could be your mom and your sister and your boyfriend and your girlfriend, it could whoever, whatever level you're at, you know, and then once you get to a label, distribution, publicist, sync licensing person, they all need to have that same narrative. So if somebody says, uh, hey, Michael, tell me about your, your, new, uh, your new band or you're in an elevator with somebody important for 30 seconds, what are those two to three sentences you're going to say that are compelling about your project and it has to be the same across all of your team so everybody's saying the same thing yeah yeah you know we we we've we've kind of beaten this into people over the last couple of years it's your story what is your story for your band 
for your release, for your tour? What is it? Because it's just not, my band's going on tour. <laughs> Great, cool. Have fun. Enjoy. <laughs> Why should I see you on tour? Oh, it's because yeah. it's the last tour we're ever going to do. It's the yeah. first time we're touring Europe. Uh, we're doing you know, this album in its entirety. We're, 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 we're bringing back our original lead guitarist for this tour. We're Yeah, yeah, we're doing an album. What is that story, the narrative that will get people interested, which will hook them, you know, and, and we're talking about fans, we're talking about industry people, we're talking about the media, the press. What What is it? And, and you're right, everybody's got to be telling the same story because there's nothing worse than the lead singer telling a story and then the, the lead guitarist in another interview completely contradicts that story. We've seen that. And we've seen that so many times. And, you know, you then need to make sure that your team, label, marketing team, your consultant, whoever, is pushing that story. Right. Um, right. You know, because uh, let me give you an example. So I'm, I'm working with Jason Becker, a, a very well-known guitar player, and he just released an album a month ago. And when we had an initial call with the label four months ago, we sort of were talking about that. What what is what is the story behind this? And we were like, well, here's the thing. We don't want Jason Becker to be presented as just another shredder. Yes, back in the eighties he made his name and made his mark as one of those shredding guitar players. He's well known for that. But that's not what this album is about. This is not Jason just shredding again. This is the story about Jason Becker fighting ALS for 30 years, taking six years to compose an album by just blinking his eyes and reaching out to all of the best guitar players in the world and asking them to contribute tracks. That's a narrative. That's the narrative. Not going to guitar player and saying, hey, Shredder, Jason Becker's back with a new album. That's not how we wanted him presented. That's not compelling, yeah. So you've got to make sure that the label, the PR people, they all know that. Now, you can't stop somebody else from writing an article and going, wow, Jason Becker's back and he's shredding. But as a publicist, you don't have to lead with that, if that right. makes sense. Right. And and when you mentioned publicist, this is where some of this came from, is I was talking to a friend of mine who was writing for Huffington Post. And he was telling me, you know, these guys make it so hard. They make my job so hard. And I said, well, what do you mean? He's saying that they come to me and they say, well, we've got a new album. Okay. Or I've got a new tour. What about it? You know, why am I excited I'm, about this? I'm a writer. What am I going to write in my story? Right. But what you just said, that gives the writer, you've just done the job for the writer or right. at least helped him. Well, you, 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 yes, you've given the writer the lead to follow. Okay. So now I still have to do a little investigative work, research, writing, but I know the direction I'm going to go after now, as opposed to just saying, I got a new album. The writer's going to go, oh, what the hell am I, where do I start? And yeah. 
you know, they've, they're, they're not just writing about you. They've got other people they're writing about. And at the end of the day, they may just go, I just don't have time for you. There's nothing compelling there. There's nothing compelling here. These three other artists gave me something to work with. I'm putting them in the magazine. Sorry, I loved your album, but I got nothing yeah. to write about. Yeah. Yeah, I saw this thing, um, uh, Steve Perry, uh, a former Journey uh, lead vocalist. Oh, my gosh. Compelling, compelling narrative about why he recorded his new album. Yeah. It was, if you haven't seen it, Google it. It's it's heart-wrenching. But it's one of those things where you, you're drawn in. And I'm... And it was honest, and it was truthful, and it was raw. And you may not have that for everything, but there are compelling stories. I read this one narrative about someone who said, this is the record I've always wanted to make. I worked with record companies, and they wanted the hit, and they wanted this. I worked with another label, and they forced me to kind of go in this direction. Now I'm an independent artist. This is the record I've always wanted to make. I'm playing with the musicians I've, ever, I've wanted to make. And lyrically, this is the message I'm trying to get across here and again you're drawn in like well what did you what is the record you really wanted to make and why didn't weren't you able to make you know what i mean it's it there's a story there yeah it's more than just i got a new record yep. so that's the narrative um and no matter what level you're at if you're just starting out make sure everybody's on the same page with that narrative. And, and, and you and please you need to think about this way before the release I mean, the second you're like, let's go in the studio and record an album, somebody needs to start thinking about this. Yeah. I'm not saying everybody yeah. in the band, but somebody in the band has to be leading the charge and starting to organize this stuff because it's very difficult for your team to deal with this when you walk in and say, our album is done, and they go, well, what's your narrative? I don't know. You tell us. Yeah. And even if you don't have a release, even if it's about your band, one of the ways that I've seen these narratives come out, and you don't have to do it this way, but a publicist will interview a band for the bio and for the press release. And as they interview the different people, these little tidbits come up about their lives and why they're in this band and the relationships in the band. You can kind of take that and have your friend do it. Um, but having that conversation, especially with a band, it's tougher when you have multiple members than it is just one um, because you can't get five guys to agree on where, where to go to lunch, let alone what the band narrative is. But you can certainly uh, go down that path. Yep, yep. So number two of these five tips is vision. And again, we, we've talked about this, but it bears repeating because it's so important. The vision is just, you know, what are your goals? And everybody has different goals. Um we, my partner and I, uh, Jeff Mosco, were in Cherokee Studios yesterday, and you know we're we're talking about these new artists that are recording this really great music, and you know what what's next? Well, some of them come in there and they'll spend decent amount of money and they'll record these amazing songs. They don't really know. They don't what, know what to do with it. They don't really know. They're thinking, well, you know, I think maybe I wanted to get signed. Well, that's kind of in the 70s, you wanted to get signed. It's a whole different business now. And let's say you do have a record deal. What are your goals? Is it to make money? Because there's not a lot of ROI when you're talking about the music business. Let's be honest. If that's your only goal, you might want to consider another business. Is it accolades? To some people in some genres, 
those accolades are critical. Those Grammy nominations, those awards, they're critical to their career. But others, not so much. There's a lot of different goals, right? And you need to know what your goals are. And again, if you're in a band, is everybody aligned? You know, does the guitar player want to make a ton of money, but you want credibility? You know, you need to have those conversations early. Yeah, you, you, you really do, because once once those goals are set, you've got to communicate it to everybody in the band. You've got to make sure, you know, they may not, you know, the guitar player may go, well, I really want more money, but I agree with this goal. Okay, you've, you've got to have a buy-in, because if yeah. somebody's not buying into that goal, at some point in the future, it's going to become an issue, meaning... Yeah. You're going to be on the road, and finally the guitar player throws his hands up and says, "This bullshit! I can't. I'm making fifty bucks a week here. Yeah, I didn't this sign not, up. For this, this is not what I signed up for." And he leaves in the middle of the tour, or you know, again, your label is out there trying to push this direction, and at the end of the release cycle, they give you all the reports back, and you go, "That's not what we wanted," and the label's like, "But you never gave us a goal." Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is where we march if nobody tells us differently. Yeah, tell and I'll tell you, if you've got your vision, your goals aligned with your management, you know, with your band mates, with uh, everybody you deal with, if you are all on the same page, you can move mountains. Yeah, you know? I mean, I mean, you, you, your vision might be, listen, I don't care about selling my music, but I want to get on Spotify playlists. All right, that's your goal. That's a goal. That's the goal that everybody on your team can move towards and and focus on that as as the target. Um, but if you don't express these goals, nobody knows what to do. And you know, and I'm sure you're the same way as I am, Jay. If goals aren't expressed, you sort of just do the general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get you a try, get you a little press. We'll try and go after some playlists. We'll try and go after this, after that. Nothing's yeah. going to really click. Jack of all trades, master of, of all none. trades, because you don't know what you want. Because if I right. focused everything over here, well, then I didn't cover any of this other stuff that could have been important. You know, yeah. you it's very important for your team to know what your vision is so they know where to focus their talents and to focus the money. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I read this really interesting article um, from this marriage therapist who was talking about, you know, why relationships fail really in context of not only, you know, personal relationships, but also business relationships. And there's a lot of parallels. For example, um, he wrote, um, you know, one of the big failings of relationships is, well, he or she should just know. Yeah, they should just know that's what we want to do. Well, you know, you you left your socks on the floor. You should just know that that really bothers me or whatever. It's like, no. The tell it's me. on you. You need to tell me if if it bothers you that, you know, I'm, you know, writing most of the songs or you're not getting if if you're upset or unhappy about something, it's your job to let everybody know. And if you if you do that and then they don't uh, react, that's a whole nother issue. But that's what that vision comes down to is you need to have your, your vision, your goals, but then you need to communicate that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the, the next one um, we've talked a little bit about too, but I think that sometimes people 
because today we have iPhones in our pockets and you know, there's imagery everywhere with Instagram and socials and it's, and these are, you know, pretty high quality images a lot of times that it doesn't get the attention that it should. So point number three is imagery. And, you know, I'm a big believer that you should look at somebody's band photo and be able to hear the music. You know, you look at a picture of, uh, you know, a goth band and you know that that's what that sounds like, or if it's a country band, I think there's something very important about imagery. And today when any artist records something and puts it up on YouTube, Spotify, Apple music, Pandora, wherever, now you're up alongside everybody else, all of the pros and is your imagery that quality? You know, does it pop off the page? One of the things we do when we look at album covers um, is we we have a template of some of the digital service providers, and we'll put we'll shrink down that Just image. Shrink them down. Yeah, put it in the template and go. Does that pop off the page? Can I see your logo now? Can or you read the text? Can you read right? the text, or does it just become mush? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. imagery is super important, right? And 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 imagery is something. Again, unfortunately, I see so many people waiting in a last minute to worry about. Like they they've they've been in the studio, they've recorded the album, and then you know we're a month out, and they're like, okay, you know, now we're dealing with album covers and we're dealing with band photos, and I'm like, you know, you really should think about that stuff months and months and months out in advance, especially when you've got the the time. Yeah. Because when you're just in the studio and you're not dealing with labels and PR people and all this other setup stuff, you've got a lot more time. Once they all become part of your 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 release team here, things are moving fast and furious. Yeah. And and there's way too many times where I've I've dealt with artists who are like, "Listen, I, I got I got to have a band photo in the next 24 hours." Well, we can't get a photographer, so here, my buddy shot this photo on the iPhone. It's like, okay, you know, it's not, the lighting isn't great, the shadows are there. You, you, I mean, you've seen this, too, where they just I resort have. to, oh, well, you know what? Let's just take a photo from last year that we never released, and let's use that again from that mm -hmm. same photo session. And you're yeah. like, it's not ideal, but again, I got to have this to send to somebody in the next 24 hours or to upload to the DSPs or, or whatever right. it might be. You're hurting yourself when you don't plan out and start discussing your imagery. Basically, when you're talking about your vision and your narrative, those things should drive the imagery because that narrative and the vision, hopefully imagery can help communicate those things yeah when i when so i look important when i look yeah. at the band photo do i kind of get an idea of what your story is what your narrative is do i does get it look an pro does it look pro so these are things you really gotta think about far in advance and all the time you know and again sometimes there's artists that will do a photo session and then they won't change photos for 12 months and i'm just like or longer. Why? 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 You yeah. can change photos every three months, four months, keep it fresh, keep it new, keep it interesting. 
um, it, it, it seems like imagery is something that falls by the wayside yeah. early on and throughout release cycles. Yeah, and you want it to reflect who you are as a professional artist. Now, obviously, I, I take uh, professional photographs, so I'm a big believer in hiring a pro. It's like if you're getting married, you don't want your Uncle Joe shooting your wedding. You want a pro who's done a million of those, and it's going to get done right because you're only doing it once. I feel the same way. If you're going to do a release that you're proud of and you're going to, let's say, make vinyl or make CDs or have a nice image you know, on the DSPs or good publicity photos, you, know, you don't have to hire me, but hire a pro. Hire somebody with some experience. Now, early on, you're not going to have the kind of money to do all of the things that you want to do, and that's understandable. Just if you can't hire a pro, make sure that your imagery reflects who you are and is the highest quality you can possibly do. You know, one of the things I told a, a past client, because I was talking to her about her photos and stuff like that, and this goes to the website and everything else, is obviously you're going to get a lot of input and you should welcome input from everybody. But at the end of the day... It's you that has to live with it for the rest of your life. It's your name. It's your photo that's going to be on that album cover, on that poster, forever. Long after producers are gone, managers are gone, family members are gone, anybody who was involved in the creation is long gone. It doesn't reflect on them. It reflects on you. And 20 years from now, are you going to be embarrassed by that? That that's what it comes down to. Is that something yeah. you're proud of? Yeah. Because remember, in the day of the internet now, that's going to live forever. Yeah, that's forever. A good point. I mean, you know, over your shoulder, the Nirvana photo. Is that a photo that they were proud of? That they want to last for hundreds and hundreds of years? Yeah, that's that photo what, was on the cover of uh, Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah. So know. so that that's what. At the end of the day, think about it from that standpoint. And and that means sometimes you may have to say no to everybody else who's pushing you in one direction because you're just not comfortable with that photo. You don't yeah. like your facial expression, whatever it might be. And it may sound petty to everybody else. But, remember, but you got to live with it. That's a good you point. You are living with it forever. It's your work. It's your name on there forever. Regardless of whether the photographer did a crappy job, it's you. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the last thing I'll say on imagery is when you get the imagery that you like and you're you're happy with it, make sure that you know all your socials are consistent and your YouTube channel and your DSP profiles and everything has that same imagery. So no matter where people go to discover you, if they see you live and they go to Instagram or YouTube or wherever, they're all getting that approved you know, what you want for the imagery. Yep. Okay. Um, The next thing is uh, the one sheet, and we find this to be really helpful. And and what I mean by the one sheet is it's typically just a a PDF one sheet, so no matter who you email it to, with a PDF, all the fonts and everything remain intact, and it looks nice no matter if you're on a PC or a Mac or a mobile device or whatever. That's why we say PDF. And the reason we put these things together is nobody has an attention span anymore. So whether you're sending this to 
you know, to book a tour or whether you're sending it for, you know, uh, publicity sending it out or you're sending it to a DSP or a friend of yours. What it has is that narrative that we talked about, a few bullet points, and then it's got uh, you can just click on it and listen to the music. Nobody has time to go download an MP3 anymore. You just given them an errand to run, and they're not. You want to make it as simple as possible, and it's, you know, it's kind of like something that they can grab. They can look at it and go, okay, here's the artist, here's their narrative. I can click here, listen to some of the music while I'm reading kind of the bullet points. And we find these things to be very effective. And some friends of ours from Apple sent us a note saying, you know, we wish more people would do this because it makes our lives a lot easier. So we started kind of making one for every release we have. And it doesn't have to be a release. It can be one. We've done them for tours. Um, we did a festival season one for somebody that wanted to let the, the bookers for the festival seasons know this is who this band is. And again, you make that great image that we just talked about. You get that narrative, a few key bullet points, boom. Now you've got a little tool that everybody can use. Yep. Yeah. Think of it as a mini pitch deck. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I mean, because, you know, someone's interested in you. What do you, you know, you can't get on the phone and explain your narrative over the phone to everybody. So right. you just email out, you know, the one sheet. Um, you know, they're very easy to create. There's website services that can do it. I've I've taken to using something like Apple's Keynote or you know a PowerPoint. You can create a one-page, two-page, however long you need it to be, depending yeah. on how much you have to pitch and sell. It could be a longer than a one-page, one sheet. Sure. And then you just export that that presentation as a PDF file. And that's super simple for those who have never done it, like. It's as easy as going file print, and then instead of choosing the printer, there's a, a menu item save that says as save as PDF. Save as PDF. It's that easy. It's you don't have to be a, like a tech guy yep, to do it. Yep, yep. It's it's very easy. What I would encourage you is once you're doing these, again, don't forget to update your one sheet over the course of your career. Yeah. <laughs> so many people make a beautiful one sheet, and then a year from now, they're in a completely different situation because they need to convey more information, more success, more whatever. But they've Maybe never even a different band member, different band member, different label, whatever it might be. They just they and they never update the one sheet. So again, it's so important through all of this stuff that we're talking about to continually update, update. review and update, review and update, review and update. Yeah. Yeah. And if you go to the uh, go to soultracks.com, it's under five tips. There's actually um, a link there where you can get an example of a one sheet. If you've never seen one before, just click on the link and, and that'll get you started. If you don't have uh, the means to do it, there's tons of people like Michael mentioned. Um, one of the services that I highly recommend for a lot of different things is Fiverr. Uh, F-I-V-E-R-R. -R. They have everybody there that'll you know help you with your WordPress site. They'll help you with a resume. I mean, they'll they'll do a voiceover. They'll do animated video. Anything you can think of. There's it's a great community, and they have people there that are kind of experts in Photoshop and other things that could put this together for you at very very low cost. So yeah, yep. okay. And then and then the last thing. In, and this is something Michael and I stress over and over and over again. You know, it's it's all about, you know, planning. You don't just drop something in the marketplace. You have a plan for it. 
everybody's on the same page for that plan and then you execute the plan and, and there's no better way to do that and that's a marketing plan and, and there's tons of different marketing plans depending on what level and what you're doing we've included one uh, kind of a worksheet here to help you put your own together but i found that the best success that i've seen artists have is when they plan far in advance they put together a marketing plan and have meetings discussing that marketing plan and the marketing plan has all of the basics that you might think of like you know what's the title what's the street date when does the first instant grat track go out and who's the publicist and just all of that stuff but it also gets people talking about okay we're going to release this on this date and then we're going to do this around it here are our partners here's their you know here's our contact info it's just an all-encompassing point of reference that we can all go to when we have these meetings and and then everybody stays on the same page i can't tell you how important a marketing plan is yep yeah we've stressed that over and over i i would add um what what you might find a lot is marketing plans that are designed up to the release date all of the all of the activities leading up to the release date a full plan which is great but in this day and age so many so many releases sort of disappear a week after release date because sales just don't explode so you need to have a marketing plan post release yeah what 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 are you doing week 1 after this came out because guess what your label may have said we're done. We got it released. We hyped it. We promoted it. It's all on your shoulders now. Okay, so what are you doing post-release to make this happen? Yeah. The other marketing plan, which so many people don't think about, and, I, and I, I should dig up the article and share it again, is you need a marketing plan for your downtime. So between album releases, between tours, when yeah. you're not active, 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 what are you doing to stay active online? Because out of sight is out of mind. Right. You need a marketing plan of is it just a matter of, okay, we're going to scale back how much we're posting. We're going to post more vacation photos. Steve is going on a trip over here. He's going to take some photos from the mountains while he's up there. Jeff is going fishing. We'll get a few photos. What's your plan to keep things active for three months, six months, when you're not touring, when you're not recording, when you're doing nothing musical? Yeah. And and so many people forget about that. Oh, you, yeah, you're we, right. Out of sight well, is out of mind. How many times do you yeah. go to an artist's page and go, oh, they haven't posted anything for three months? Well, it's because the album was done, the tour's over, they might be in the studio, but we don't know that just looking at mm. A dead website right. or Facebook. And then they're not showing up in your feed. So you're they are out of sight and out of mind. But there's always something going on. Like the things, the personal things that you mentioned are really interesting to people, right? And then you can also say, you know, we're starting to write songs. Here's Joe in the studio with his acoustic guitar. We're working on some new stuff. You know, you can kind of tease things out and just keep people's interest as they move forward. Yeah. And repost um, videos, because you know when you post things on socials, not everybody sees it, obviously. Exactly. Videos are very engaging. There's no reason why you can't go through and repost some things and keep people's interest and ask them questions and yep. keep them engaged. Yep, yeah. yep. So you, you need a plan for all sorts of things. The release, the post-release, 
your downtime, a separate plan for tour, a separate time, a separate plan for a video release. Everything needs to have a plan. Yeah, everything needs a plan. That's a good way to end it. That's exactly it. You got to have a plan. Yep. All right. Excellent. Excellent tips. So, um, do you want to talk for a moment just about what you're working on and and I, I, I'm I'm working on a five tips for what to do after you booked your show. Awesome. You know, very very simple tips like this. So you just booked your first show. Now what do you do? Yeah, looking forward to that, and we'll we'll have that conversation soon. Yep. So there you go. We'll put links to this article in the show notes. Uh, we'll we'll be sure to share this so you can find it as well. But uh, that's it. Music Biz Weekly Podcast. We're out.